You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody! Episode 216 of the Black Eagles Podcast, and I'm your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. And yeah, back again, of course, for the Black Eagles Podcast, because of course, you know, Besiktas had a, a huge game. Arguably one of the more important matches of the season. Uh, you know, the cup is a pretty big deal these days, given that it's the only way for any club to get to the Europa League. So if you're not going to get into the top two, this is basically the, the, the tournament for you, if you will. But so yeah, as folks are probably aware, we, we played Guztepe, uh, famed Izmir club. In, uh, yeah, do or die, round of 16, mayhem. And yeah, I mean, it was uh, a home match at Vodafone Park. So we had, we had that going for us. Um, and so, yeah, you know, that's what we're here for, right? But before we do that, there's a little bit of news. Uh, talk of a transfer. Caleb Ekuban, formerly of Trabzon, uh, now with Genoa. Potentially could come here on a loan with the transfer option. This wouldn't be till next season. Um, so it's that's all I have to say about it. No numbers yet or anything like that. But anyway, that's all there is RE transfer stuff or news. So let's begin. Operation is in effect as of right now. So, as folks are well aware, and as I've already alluded to, so it's not like I need to repeat myself. We're here to talk about the Turkish Cup match. As we like to do around here, we'll start off with the lineups. For Besiktas, a couple surprises, some, some fun little surprises even, you could say. Ersin Destanoglu in goal, Domogos Vida, and Javi Montero on the back line. So Montero being there, it's good news, perhaps. Seems to be pretty commonplace nowadays. Yeah, he was like our man of the match in the last one. On the left side, Vidvan Yilmaz on the right side, and here's like the big surprise, I suppose, Kerem Kalafat, 20-year-old Turk. Back, you know, he had uh, left to go on loan. He'd gone to Ushak Sport uh, and was recalled because we, I suppose, needed depth on that right side. I'm glad that Under Karaveli doesn't see Nejip as said right-back depth. He's never been a particularly good right back, so... Uh, and, you know, again, uh, the youth coach bringing in one of his former dudes to come in. And, yeah, we'll talk about how he performs. As for the midfield, we had uh, Miralem Pjanic, Joseph De Souza, and Ozan Oziakup manning the sort of midfield trio there. 
Kyle Laren on the left side, Rashid Gazelle on the right, and Alex Teixeira up front. And per, you know, perhaps it's Laren up front and Alex Teixeira on the left side. Um, you know, based on how things played out, it really could have gone either way. As is often the case when Kyle Laren plays as a left wing, so it doesn't necessarily dispel the, the notion that Alex played up top. Anyway, um, for our opposition, in goal, Irfan Can Egribayat, 23 year old Turk. On their back line, they played with uh, five back, or you know, three. What would you call it? I, I, I don't even know. They played so defensively, because I feel like there were wingers, to be honest, vis a vis Halil Akbunar and um, David Tianic. But they definitely played with five back because you've got Atinch Nukan, uh, a name many will recognize, 28-year-old Turk, former Besiktas defender. Then Belgian Dino Arslanagic, Belgian, as I just said, um, who is also, I think, a central defender. And then on top of that, they're also playing with Karaman Dem Demirtas, a Belgian Turk, who, again, I believe is also a central defender. So there's definitely three central defenders out there. And then you've got Kerim Aliji, who's a right back, and Francoise Mubanji, the 31-year-old Swiss left back. Um, Kerim Aliji, by the way, is 24 years old. It, perhaps he would be a right midfielder and like Arslanagic slides to right back or something like that. But I'm fairly certain that David Tianic, the 24-year-old Slovenian, is a winger. Although I guess he could have been playing in the middle and then Kerem Aliji on the wing. So perhaps it's not as crazy of a tactic. I mean, it kind of looked like a 5-4-2 or 5-4-1-1 even. If, if uh, or no, sorry. Uh, not 1-1, one, 5-4-1 one, one, rather. Jeez, I'm really screwing up the lineup here today. Sorry, folks. Uh, but yeah, with Sheriff Indaya up top. Uh, in the midfield, I touch Kara Obina Nwoboda, 25-year-old Nigerian, and a, and a player who uh, you know has performed well against us previously. And then again, as I've said many times, Halil Akbunar, 28-year-old 20, Turk, little dude. Sheriff Indaya is 26-year-old Senegalese striker. So yeah, I mean, there's some debate as to whether Tianic played in the middle and Kerem Aliji on the wing, because Kerem was getting forward quite a bit, so that would make a bit of sense. But um, anyway, worth mentioning, their coach is Nestor El Maestro. Of course, ours being Under Caravelli, but anyway, let's 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 start playing. Let's playing. Boy, bleh. I'm not going to take any of this stuff out. I want you guys to hear the raw the errors that I make. Stuttering and whatnot. Uh, mostly because I'm lazy. <laughs> Let's dive into the match. Sixth minute. The first action. And it's it's No, Ozan. With what looks like a great cross. Perfectly weighted onto Kyle Laren's perhaps head or something. But... <clears throat> it looks like Kyle Laren's brought down with a little trip from behind. No penalty awarded. No VAR checked. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of ugly. 
looks like a planned penalty right out of the gates. And still nothing called, as has been the case for a little while now. <clears throat> Next, I mean, back and forth from here, um, Kaiseri has a, has, a, has a bunch of like half chances. In the 28th, their first maybe real chance, Halil Akbunar taking it up the left side, cu cutting in, getting a shot in that's saved by a falling Erson. Pretty good save. Still kind of maybe a little more than a half chance, but not quite a full chance. Three quarters of a chance. I don't have XG today, so... Um, in the 36th minute, Rashid Ghazal, with one of his little kind of slick one-two dribble moves, sends it in right after doing that with what could be a shot or a cross. I'm not quite sure. It ends up going just wide. Nobody gets on the other end of it. Uh, just sort of trickles out, but looked flashy. Um, 44th minute, Francisco Montero, Javi Montero, gets himself a yellow. 45th minute and 6 minutes into there, so uh, the 51st minute, there were 47 minutes, oh no, sorry, uh, 50 something minutes, there, there were 7 minutes of extra time, I believe, 52 minutes, um, of in the first half, so wild stuff, uh, but Halil Akunar gets a yellow card in 6th minute of extra time, uh, but yeah, halftime, that's how we go in, nil-nil, Halil Akunar gets a yellow card for yelling, I didn't think they were that, that many minutes, but perhaps this was after extra time. But yeah, he uh, he gets into trouble for yelling at a Besiktash coach. He does a shushing motion and stuff. Some hostility there. Not sure what was going on. Halil Akbun is a bit of a hothead, I suppose. But anyway, um, at the half, Atiba would enter the match for Joseph de Souza, perhaps giving Joseph a bit of a break. It was his birthday, it's worth noting. Um, 48th minute, Ozan would send in a shot. It, lo it looked like it was sort of, he was faking a cross, but sends in a shot, like from uh, from a tough angle, but he sends it sort of high and wide, but it's well placed and it forces a save. So, you know, interesting bit of action there from Ozan. 49th minute, a minute later, a handball in the box, looked pretty clear. Alex trying to control the ball. Um, it sort of pops up off his foot a little bit and right into the uh, dude's hand in an unnatural position. I suppose they're making the argument that he couldn't get his hand out of the way or something like that. But we've, again, like, I, we never seem to get the benefit of the doubt in that regard, somehow. Um, 54th minute. Halil Akbunar gets a shot for them. Oh, no, sorry, he sends in a really nice ball from deep. Sorry, I'm not sure exactly to who, but he... he he looks like he has the ball right in front of the goal, but instead I think either Vida or Montero block it. It was at a tough angle. I didn't show a replay of it, so. But it was, I mean, it was, it was a legit chance. I'm surprised more wasn't made of it in the end. But, you know, whatever, it's fine. Uh, Ozan would get a yellow card then in the 54th minute as well. 59th minute, Rashid Gezal would send in a shot that would go just wide. Um, kind of dribbling in towards the middle of the pitch, sends in a uh, shot straight along the right side of the goal and it sort of skids just wide. Would have been a perfectly placed shot. The keeper had no shot at it. Uh, if it had been, you know, two inches left. But so, still nil-nil. Um, 61st minute. Alex with a nice little short ball to into the, into the path of Rashid Gazal. 
who would get the ball now sort of towards the left of the goal, sending a shot across the goal mouth, again, just wide. So Rashid Gazal getting active here, but still nil-nil. Um, substitutions. Uh, Franco Di Santo would enter the match for David Tijanic, who I mentioned was either a winger or somewhere playing in the middle of the park, but we, had, we don't quite know. It's fine. doesn't matter. Uh, 72nd minute, Wellington would enter the match for Francisco Montero. Worth mentioning, I mean, this wasn't Javi Montero's best game. He did some, he had some decisive, sort of, he cut out the ball well a few times, but he also was a little bit slow in reacting a couple times as well, so, you know, not, not, uh, certainly not as good as his last few matches where he's been stellar. But, moving along, um, 73rd minute, and so this would be, uh, Michi Bachuai would enter the match for Alex Teixeira, who was, again, you know, not particularly present, I guess we could say, you know, it's a nice way of putting it. Uh, and so as soon as Bachuai would come in, he would have a great chance. He would, um, get the ball charging up the left side, just kind of what you'd hope for with, with the energy of a dude who just came onto the pitch using his pace would create a, a good chance for himself, but he'd use his left foot, his off foot, and send it wide, a little bit weakly, um, deading what looked like a great opportunity. Dino Arslanagic would get a yellow card shortly thereafter. 77th minute again, Mishibachue. This time he's trying to send in a cross for Gazal. It looks like it's deflected, but still gets to Gazal, falling into his path. Rashid Gazal, sort of runs onto the ball well, it looks like he has an open goal, kind of loses his position somehow, a little slow to react. Uh, then, uh, it's not sure, not clear if he's crossing the ball or taking a shot, but it ends up going just wide across the goal map. You go the other way, going from uh, his right side, um, dropping just wide left, a little air underneath it. Um, 80th minute, Guven Yalchin enters the match for Ozan Ozyakup. Who had an up and down match, I would say. And 82nd minute, Batshuayi would get the ball and like, I, again, a clear penalty. It looked like he, the, a pass is coming into the box. It looked like the defender is going to get there first, but instead Batshuayi, with his sort of pace and not giving up on the ball, steps into it. Looks like he receives the ball quite clearly before the defender, and then the defender just clips out the back of his foot. You know, foot like his defender's foot, kind of digging into the like Achilles of Bachuay. No call, naturally. So that's three. For if anyone's counting, right? We had Laren in the beginning of the match, a handball in the 49th minute, and now this penalty, which was fairly decisively clear in my opinion, maybe the most clear one of all uh, upon review. But I, I'm guessing they didn't even look at it upon. You know, with VAR, knowing these clowns. Um, 84th minute, Soner Aidodu would enter the match for Aitach Kara, for them. Um, 87th minute, for them, a free kick from deep would drop down uh, um, to someone on their side. He'd head it down or sort of bounce around. He would head it in the direction of Sheriff Indaya, who would volley it. You know, he'd get it in space, volley it well, and Ersin with an amazing diving save to keep us alive here again 87th minute so could have been catastrophic for sure 
91st minute, Miralem Pjanic gets a yellow. 95th minute, Guven Yalcin gets a yellow. 97th minute, Mishibachwai kind of creates a, for himself a nice opportunity, but then takes a shot again with his left foot low. Uh, it's on goal at least, and it forces, forces a diving save. Comes back to him though, and uh, he skies it from there on a poor volley. Um, and so, yeah, Mishibachuai, again, like getting into lots of dangerous positions, not putting it away. Extra time would be madness. Besiktas dominating, getting the vast majority of the chances. Um, Serdar Sachi would enter the match for Kedem Kalafat, who would immediately make a few really solid saves. For them, Lorenzi would enter the match for Halil Akbunar in the 98th. Vilker Angel would enter the match in the 98th as well for Karaman Demirtash. Berkan Emir in the 106th would enter for Francois Moubange. And Makana Baku would enter for Sherif Indaye as well in the 106th. And so despite Bashitash having a ton of chances, um, Mishibachuai in particular having a ton but uh, Kyle Laren having a couple as well. Miralem Pjanic wasting a really good one at the very end. Um, despite all of that, still no goals. It's like there's a curse. I'm not even it's like it's like sort of a hex, you know. Follow the Marvel universe, something Doctor Strange like, or Wanda, you know, Scarlet Witch like, or something. You know, they've they've there's there's a force field that's been placed in front of our opposition's goal. There's something weird going on we can't score we're dominating matches playing pretty well like in this match it's it's weird i i've been critical right like last week i was more critical than khan of of under caravelli's tactics and the way we played and all that but like I'm, I'm gonna be straight up we dominated this match we were really good we played fluid attacking football and like in normal times we would have like three or four goals from for that kind of effort. And here we just couldn't muster a single one. But so we go to penalties. And of course, first to step up would be one of our most talented players, especially in this regard, Mire Lampianic, set piece master. And his penalty kick would be saved. A kind of bad penalty kick towards the middle, easily saved. For them, Franco Di Santo would step up. And luckily, his shot would miss, bonking off the crossbar. Phew, okay, we can we can handle this. Uh, next up, Mishibachuai sends it right, nice, nicely, really nicely, well placed, goal. Then Berkan Emir for them. He scores as well, 1-0, okay, we're doing fine, no problem. Next up, Atiba Hutchinson scores, also sending it going right, sending it in well, or no, maybe that was to the left, whatever, it doesn't matter. For them, Vilker Angel steps up. Saved by Erson. Kind of a poor, poor shot, if we're honest, but well saved. Next up, Domingos Vida sends it. I think he's the one who sent it right into the goal. Well placed again. And fine, okay. <clears throat> Three to one now. All we need to do is save the next one or have the next guy miss. And we've got this. Lorenzi steps up. Strong shot to the left, well placed. But Ersin diving predicts the path of his penalty somehow. Perhaps he's got a good eye for these things. 
fantastic save. You know, so two saves, one crossbar for them. Uh, the first save was perhaps a bit more on the penalty kick again, though, you know, with, with for a keeper, you can always go the wrong way. So well played nonetheless. But then this last one was just 100% Ersin Destanozo's talent. Diving, fingertip save, Besiktas wins. I actually think I got it wrong. It was Berkan Emir who missed and Vilker Angel who scored. Um, my apologies. <laughs> I'm not going back and redoing it there. Like I said, I'm lazy. I set up super late. The Knicks played in Golden State, which means the game started at 10 p.m. I'm, I'm recording after that, so as you can imagine, I need to go to sleep. Uh, I'm going to edit this sucker tomorrow. But I wanted to record this while the game itself was still fresh in my memory here. Um, but so yeah, Besiktas with a gigantic victory. The draw for the quarterfinals will be in a couple days. Uh, and we'll be back with more info on that when that comes in. But for now, the good news is we are going to the quarterfinals. Uh, Gladysida and Fener are both out. Trabzon's still in, but... You know, I suppose if they were to win the Cup 2, the Europa League spot would go to third place. Which is still very much within our grasp so it still benefits benefits us uh, and we should do our best i think we can win this thing obviously i mean why not right uh, and cross your fingers knock on wood you know all that type of stuff but uh yeah i mean so far so good ersin destanolu just huge performance without a doubt my man of the match i don't think it would make sense for for me to give that to anyone else <clears throat> now stats Besiktas had 60% of the ball to their 40. Nine shots on target to their six. 12 shots off target to their two. So in total, that's right, folks. 21 shots. Uh, and the vast majority of them off target. Eight corners to their six. They committed 24 fouls to our six. Six offsides to our four. But so they committed 24 fouls, and yet we end up with four yellow cards to their two. <laughs> you make sense of that. I mean, this refing was, again, just absolutely horrendous. Three clear penalty calls, maybe a fourth one, too. I didn't even mention it as a highlight. Um, again, they committed 24 fouls and only two yellow cards for them. We committed six, and we had four yellow cards. So, just do with that what you will. We don't have any individual stats for this match because it was not uh, BN who I think keep their own stats for, for the league matches. So I didn't have access to the individual stats for this match, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell I don't think there's any debate here. Ersin Destanolu, Bestanolu, if you will, because he's the best young Turkish keeper out there. Suck on that, Urjan, Altai, etc. You're fine, John. I don't care. We got the best. Um, but so yeah, no doubt about that in my mind. <clears throat> he keeps cementing it with performances like this. He's really become stellar. He, he, you know, there there were some shaky matches early on in this season, and, and in defense of him, I think everybody was playing fairly poorly for a little while. But he has, in particular, has really pulled it together. And, and uh, you know, like guys like Montero, I mentioned, have played well lately. Vidvan has been really on high form again. Um, you know, someone I heard someone criticizing him, or, or, or rather criticizing the way we play, saying, "Oh, we're, we're relying on uh, like 
our left back. It's almost like Air, like John Air, Erkin days again. And like, you know, that's not fair because there can be no comparison. And so far as Ridvan is not the defensive liability that John Air was for quite a while there. And um, I mean, the fact that he's good at crossing the ball and we can kind of rely on him in that regard to help us with our attack, it's not a negative thing. It's absurd to me that that would be a criticism if we're kind of over relying on crosses rather than trying to build up. I mean, yes, but to be fair, like we're playing really poorly for the most part in our attack. Uh, guys like Laren are having off seasons. Alex Teixeira still trying to find his footing, you know, not playing really well, if we're going to be honest, obviously. Um, Mishibachuai, like enough said, right? Trying his hardest, and certainly there are positives to the way he plays, but um, it'd be helpful if at least he was like helping create goals for others. And that's not the case because everyone else seems to be having an offseason, with the exception of Rashid Gazelle, who I think would have way more assists if, if just even one of those two guys. Or, and Alex Teixeira, I guess that makes it funny. Those three guys were a little bit more plugged in and, and put in goals in the back of the net, but whatever. Because of the way they're playing, it looks like it's even enough year for Rashid Gazal, I think, you know, superficially. So, yeah, it's no good. But anyway, at least defensively, things are sort of shoring up a bit. No Valentin Jose in this match. One mistake, so I said Miral and Pjanic was going to be suspended for this match because I thought the red card he got in our last match sort of cross-competition. Turns out that's not the case, so he's going to be missing our next match against Adana Demirspor, which is, frankly, a dang shame. Uh, let's, I guess, talk about that match, right? We're going to be visiting Adana Demir uh, in three days. That match is um, on Monday, February 14th at noon here in New York City. Check your local listings, of course as per usual. Now, um, going into this match, as far as injuries go, we've got, for them, Tariq Chamdal, their right back, regular, uh, who's out for a few weeks with physical discomfort. I don't know if that's a fake injury. Maybe he's not getting paid or something. For us, it's just Nkudu and Mert Gunok, obviously, who are out. Um, Mira and Pjanic will be, again, like I said, missing the match <coughs> due to his unfortunate red card in the, at the end of the last match. Worth noting for them, Mario Balotelli is having a pretty fantastic season. Ten goals and three assists so far. Aside from that, they themselves are having a great season. They're in third place now with 40 points. Um, they're eight points back on Konya, who are in second. Konya has a game in hand, though, so they could actually be 11 points up on Adana, Dem, uh, Adana Demir. But so... What's important is, is that so Adana Demir is in third with 40 points. Alania is in fourth with 39. So matches against those two sides coming forward are going to be quite important. Then, Bashakshihir, Fener, and us are all level on 37 points. But we're, go we're going in that order based on goal differential. So we are three points behind Adana Demir. Third place, Adana Demir. So this next match is quite important we've already lost to them I don't think anyone needs to rehash that one but if you'd like me to I could sort of quickly review what happened there and we didn't actually lose we drew three to three but it felt like a loss because we were winning this one three to nil Montero scored in the 20th Joseph in the 43rd 
Vidvan in the 52nd, and we were triumphant. But then the, Vargas scores for them in the 60th, Balotelli in the 79th, um, and Asom Balonga in the seventh minute of extra time. And like the, both of the last two goals were very suspect. Sort of physical play in the goal mouth there. I mean, just, yeah, not good, not very good. I think Balotelli assisted the last goal by like heading it by like launching himself off the shoulders of one of our guys. Don't remember who knows Vida or something. Uh, anyhow, we will seek revenge. Again, it was just a draw, three to three. Felt like a loss because we were up three nil. Uh, and I think um, Balotelli, you know, came out then that he hated Sergen because he called him brainless or something. And, you know, that was real, a real turning point for our season, I think, honestly. That things went downhill from there pretty quickly. So if we can uh, exercise our demons, so to speak, and get a W here, that would be nice. But again, we're playing on the road this time around at the Yeni Adana Stadium. So yeah, folks, stay tuned for more. We'll be back, of course, uh, Monday, late Monday or perhaps Tuesday, but... You know, until then, be good. Well, you know, uh, in, in the coming days, of course, the Super League is back. So, you know, stay tuned for, for all of that. Altai is hosting Vise in a relegation scrum later on today. Probably before I even post this, edit this thing and everything. You know, maybe I'll do it now. I mean, it's super. No, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Sorry, folks. Uh, Gidesun is going to be hosting Fener tomorrow. Tomorrow being Saturday. Bashakshi hosting Gaziantep. Um, both of those guys are level on point of this, if you recall. Galatasaray is hosting Kaiseri. That game's almost irrelevant to us. <laughs> on Sunday, Trabzon is hosting Konya. And that's a huge game. First against second. And it's bigger for them. Um, if Konya can beat Trabzon, remember, they have that game in hand. So it would put them, I think, six points back let me double check on that yeah if they were to win this they would have 51 points on to Trabzon on 57 remember they have a game in hand so they could theoretically if they beat Bashakshi here in the in the re, in the replay of their match that they canceled uh, Konya could be three points behind Trabzon which you know we've talked about Abdullah sort of the, the inevitable choke job and that's that's the formula right there. I don't think Adana Demir, who are 17 points back, or us, you're right, we're 20 points back. I don't think we're the fear for Trabzon. It's just them and Konya at this point in a two-horse race. So yeah, stay tuned for that match on Sunday. That's obviously going to be a big one. Aside from that, Alanya, who's ahead of us, is going to be on the road playing Kasim Pasha, who suck. So <laughs> it's probably not going to go our way. But anyway, we will be back on Monday, like I said. For those of you in the United States, uh, it's on BNUSA, so we're on TV. It's it's wild to me that you have Turkish football on TV here, and, and they're like... Legitimately, there are like other... Like, Portuguese football's not on TV here. <laughs> you know? Um, I think French football actually is. But like German football is not really like there's a, I think there's a, occasionally a game on ESPN, but it's quite rare. 
So yeah, I mean, it, it's fascinating that Turkish football, it's like a top four league as far as, uh, you know, from Europe anyway, rather, uh, as far as one would assume here, just based on it being televised, along with other, like three others, right, England, Spain, and France, basically. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's going to be on BN USA. Uh, yeah, and I, like I said, we'll be back after that, so stay tuned for more. Follow us on Twitter, um, at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast, one word. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. And as always, let's go, Besiktas! Peace out, everybody. Third place. That's the goal. And the Turkish Cup. And suddenly the season's like not a result. I mean, a bit. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.